1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. And good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. You can find us at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. You can call us at 508-998-8858. You can visit our website, usawealthgroup.com. And this morning, I'd like to say hello to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, everyone. So I've been up early this morning because I had raccoons outside on the deck at 3.30 in the morning. So no more feeding the birds for bird seed. The bird feeding season has gone by. I know. Do and raccoons hibernate? You know, must, I don't know. Because they're not usually around to eat the seed in the winter. Yeah, I think you're probably right. They probably have a good long sleep, and then they come out and disturb our sleep. Well, I heard something at 3.30 in the morning, so the outside special lights went on, and there they were. Well, good morning, Sunday. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it'll be a trip to talk a little brightly this morning, won't it? (laughs) But today we're going to talk about cohabitation. We're going to talk about how to plan when you're living in love without marriage. Or maybe you're just living together because it's good for expenses. A lot of people do live together, and often when they get older and they don't have enough income coming in. So how do you live together? And we're going to talk about young people living together. We're going to talk about middle-aged people living together. Middle age is, what, 45 to 55, I guess, Tenny? Well, I don't think of it as middle age anymore. I think middle age is 45 to 80. Oh, I see. (laughs) I think you're biased. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about older age issues and living together. And by the way, the Lance uh, Law, Inc., uh, Tenny is a partner and managing partner of Lance Law, Inc. Uh, She has a nice publication called Planning It Right the Second Time Around, in case you're thinking about getting married for a second time, perhaps. So whether you're married and living together, whether you're just living together without the benefit of marriage, or whether you're in a relationship or not even in a relationship, just living together as two people sharing expenses. This show has got some material for you. And along the way, we're going to talk a little bit about husbands and wives, but this is not just about husbands and wives, is it, Tenny? I don't know. <laughs> when you said you were going to do this subject, I thought, oh, this is very dangerous. <laughs> oh, no, I think it can be a lot of fun. So, for example, Joyce Brothers once said, My husband and I have never considered divorce. Murder sometimes, but never divorce. (laughs) So living together, whether you're married or whether you're not, can involve a lot of different choices and a lot of different compromises. And you have to share expenses and chores and so forth. But we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the nine happy surprises of second marriages, one of which is he does all the dishes, so maybe in the first marriage, the husband never did chores or dishes. Oh, I guess we better head in that direction then. No, 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 no. <laughs> I take care of the cat boxes. I take care of the trash. I bring the big rollout container to the street. I do Yeah, once a week for five minutes. Oh, no, 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 no. I do lots of things. <laughs> well, listen, this show is not supposed to be about us. It's supposed to be about the general public. So um, you keep it. Not personal, and I'll keep it clean. How's that? Oh, probably impossible. (laughs) You mean on your side? (laughs) 
Well, anyway, we're, we are talking about cohabiting, cohabitation. It almost sounds like a dirty word, doesn't it? <laughs> cohabitation. I think it sounds kind of nice. Oh, okay. See, that's a male and female perspective, isn't it? <laughs> well, let's talk about young people. So let's say you've got a young couple, uh, male and female, living together. Um, how do they protect themselves? They don't typically think about doing wills and trusts and estate plans, do they, when they're young and living together, not married? No, particularly if they don't have children. Um, most people do not think of these documents, but it becomes very important if anything happens to you, if you should become ill or if, uh, if you should uh, get an, a- an accident or anything like that. That's a tough situation if you don't have the right legal documents in place. Because they don't have any regular, normal legal rights to take care of each other or speak for each other, do they? Right. So what kind of documents would typically you recommend for somebody who's living together as a couple? Maybe they're thinking they'll get married someday, but not necessarily, no real plans. What should they do? Well, if they are committed to each other and trust each other, which I would think they would if they were contemplating marriage at some point, they really ought to have some basic documents in place, and those would include durable powers of attorney for each other and health care documents for each other. All right, so what does the power of attorney do? What does that allow them to do? A power of attorney would allow you to name an agent, and that agent is someone that you trust, and that agent would be able to handle any of the business affairs that you might be handling for yourself if you couldn't do it. If you got into an accident and you were unconscious for a while, um, the agent could get access to your bank accounts to pay bills or whatever. But I would think that at a minimum, you ought to be able to take care of each other. I mean, if you are in a committed relationship of some kind, maybe you're not married, gosh, at a minimum, we think you'd want to have a health care proxy um, and medical documents. Well, that, for be sure. Really critical. Yes. Um, it, it becomes uh, a very difficult situation if anything drastic should occur suddenly and nobody has any rights to your body or your property. Mm. And uh, do you like using computers, Jenny? Um, I do when I know what I'm doing. I get very frustrated when I don't. Okay, so I have to give you a quotation. This is in the category of getting ready for marriage, perhaps. This is from Will Ferrell. You know who Will Ferrell is? I do. Okay. He said, before you marry a person, you should first make them use a computer with a slow internet to see who they really are. <laughs> did you ever swear at a computer, Tenny? Oh, I think I did it just a little while ago. It's kind of silly when you think about it. You've got this inanimate object in front of you, and you're saying all kinds of things. But it doesn't do what you want it to do. So no, but probably in this day and age, then... Um, Siri or somebody else is listening, you know. True, Alexa. Alexa is also listening. You know, we have an Alexa device in the kitchen. Sometimes you're watching television, you're not even saying anything, and Alexa will say, I didn't quite get that. <laughs> well, it's not us talking. It's the television talking. So Alexa's always listening, isn't she? Scary. It's very scary. Well, I'll give you a quotation on marriage, too, and then we'll get on with the rest of the details. This is from Joanne Woodward. Do you know who she was? Of course. Who she married to? Paul Newman. Good, very good. 
She said, sexiness wears thin after a while and beauty fades. But to be married to a man who makes you laugh every day, uh, now that's a real treat. Where did I miss out? I don't know. (laughs) I was just going to say this could have been a quotation that you could have used or said, gee, took away my thunder here. All right. So much for that. So much for funny jokes about marriage. No more funny jokes. It's not funny. No. Okay. Well, what else should young people do? Um, They need to maybe have their birth certificate available, too, because sometimes you need that in a hurry. That's true. It would be helpful, yes. But when you're living together, you need to have some rules. We're going to get to the rules in a little bit. Um, You have to be very careful about each other's habits because people have different styles of how they do things. Now, how about middle middle years, Tenny, middle Middle ages, we'll call it, say 45 to 55 years of age. Or you like to extend that age, I know. Well, I think I'm still in middle age, yeah. Okay. Well, at that point in your life, if you're living together and you're not married, you're going to have more assets. I know that you've seen people in the past who've been living together for a very long time, and I know people who've been living together for a very long time and have no plans at all to get married. But yet they come in sometimes and they'll do documents to protect each other, don't they? Yes, no matter whether you're married, young, old, whatever, uh, you really should have documents in place so that you can um, protect each other, protect uh, your assets and your body. Yeah, and I suspect what happens probably sometimes is that if people have gone through a divorce, and especially if it's been a difficult divorce, then they're not anxious to get married again, but they'll at some point end up living with somebody. Well, I saw a statistic recently, I don't know where, um, that most women who are divorced will get remarried within a fairly short period of time. I think people need each other. Hmm. How about men? I wonder if the same is true for men. Well, I don't know. Of course, we know even from personal experience and some people that we've known in the community that have had multiple marriages. I know one gentleman who's no longer with us, who um, had five marriages. and Boy, you think that person's just truly an optimist, don't you? I think he was a very warm, needy person. And he liked people and he wanted to be with someone. So, Tenny, you have a much more um, womanly, kindly outlook on life, I think, in general. I have a much more sarcastic um, kind of an outlook Sorted. on life. Sorted? No, no, not sorted. Sorted means you're thinking dirty things. No, that's not the right word. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, but some people choose to live together and say, I'm never going to get married again. They still need protection, don't they? They still need to have maybe a power of attorney for their children to make decisions. Or they might need a health care proxy given to the person that they're living with. No matter... Um, What your living situation, no matter what your age, as long as you are of majority, uh, you should have legal documents in place, a minimum of a will, a durable power of attorney, and health care documents. Yeah, well, Ann Landers once said that all marriages are happy. It's living together afterwards that's tough, right? True. I don't think there's any such thing as a normal marriage or a normal family, do you? Oh, no. That's right. Um, Everybody just hides it. (laughs) 
So Woody Allen also once said, in my house, I'm the boss. My wife is just the decision maker. <laughs> That's what women all try to to get done, right? Of course, he has some weird marriages and different relationships, and we won't go into that today. But um, everybody should have documents. Now, do you ever handle uh, prenuptial agreements? Let's say you've got a, an older couple or a middle-aged couple, and they're thinking about getting married again. Um, do you ever advise doing prenuptial agreements? We do, and we often will uh, recommend to a couple that has a child getting married. If their estate is very large and the child is getting married, we suggest that maybe the child ought to have a prenuptial because he or she is going to inherit a great deal of, of uh, property. All right, that's a good point. I've seen situations like that before when the two children who are getting married are from unequal families as far as wealth goes and assets go. And um, at some point in time, one of those children may inherit a fairly large sum of money. So nobody likes to thought, think about doing prenuptial agreements, but sometimes it's necessary, isn't it? Well, you know, in the trust documents that we do, uh, if a couple is very wealthy, we can add in their document that their children will not receive their inheritance after the parents are gone unless they have done prenuptials because the parents have worked very hard to earn this money. They don't want it trotting away with an ex-wife of a child somewhere. All right, so that's a good tip actually for uh, an older couple who may have younger children that may be thinking about marriage. Even if you've done an estate plan in the past, you might now want to modify it because let's say the older parents have a good deal of money, a good deal of assets. They're watching, let's say, their son get married, and he's going to inherit a large amount of money. And they have to be thinking, well, what if we're gone? He inherits the money, and then they get divorced. And then half of that money goes to his wife, perhaps. So you can put language in documents for even the older parents to create some protection then. Right. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Now, what are some of the reasons that people choose to live together? Well, sometimes because they like the other person or they're in love with the other person. Sometimes you might do it because it's convenient. You can share expenses. Or sometimes you just want to see if you get along with somebody. Um, I have some people that I consider friends who are also clients who have done just that. They lived together for a while, and then they got married. But they also did a prenuptial agreement. Um, one spouse had children from a prior marriage. The other spouse did not have children. And the spouse with the children wanted to make sure that their kids were going to get their assets. So they carefully define who's paying what for expenses, and you can do that. You can create a document even, right, and have a definite understanding about that. Right. And it may just be just you want to test the relationship or you're – uh, before you get married, there might be a reason to live together. You might want to see if you're really compatible. You know, dating is different than living together. Certainly um, is. That dirty toothpaste. The, the what? <laughs> toothbrush, I should say, that never gets back into the toothbrush holder. That can drive you crazy day after day after day. All right. Now, I think I need to clarify that because I always put my toothbrush in the toothpaste into a container. I don't leave them lying on No, the you, I didn't say it was you. I know, but I didn't want people to get the wrong impression that you were talking about me for some reason. It's just those dishes that never seem to make it into no, the no. dishwasher. I didn't do it 
uh, today because I was really rushed, and I had three appointments before I came to the studio, but usually I do a very good job of taking care of that. No more personal stories, please. <laughs> We're done with personal stories for today. Um, anything else you hear on the show, the rest of the show, ladies and gentlemen, is just fiction. We're talking about make-believe characters, right? Well, then Say I, something. Don't then just I laugh have... at me. <laughs> She's laughing at me. I have a lot of leeway then in what I say, right? <laughs> well, maybe I just <laughs> I might st stick to the outline. <laughs> Enough of this stuff. Um, I do want to mention that Lancelot has a nice publication called Planning It Right the Second Time Around. So this is aimed at people getting married for a second time, right? Yes. So I know you've got a number of publications and uh, you also mentioned you wanted to clarify something about giving legal advice. You don't give any legal advice over the telephone, do you? Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, people do call the office, and they want help with this or that, and we have to say, I am sorry, but we do not give any kind of advice over the phone. Okay, can I give you a quotation? Oh, yes. All right. This one says, come live with me and be my love, and we will all the pleasures prove. Christopher Marlowe. Browning. No, Christopher Marlowe. Oh, okay. So I guess that's another reason for living together, <laughs> right? So that, no, this is he was in Elizabethan times. He was in the time of Shakespeare when he said that. And um, so let's talk about older issues of living together. And let's assume that we're talking about somebody who's not married, a couple that are not, not married. And by the way, when we're talking about a couple getting married, we could be talking about opposite-sex couples. We could be talking about same-sex couples. That's right. I'm working with a person right now who had a same-sex partner uh, who passed away. Um, they did not become clients of yours or mine prior to uh, one person passing away, and it's a mess. Uh, stuff was left in storage containers. There were no clear instructions about what to do. Um, no instructions about how to dispose of property, and um, there's a good deal of things to be taken care of. No well, children. You were talking about um, same-sex couples. It's very clear that in Massachusetts and now in the country that uh, same-sex couples have the same rights as uh, heterosexual, and therefore that relates to health insurance, to um, all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. So, um, so let's just reiterate that point. Um, not only has the Supreme Court ruled in that direction, but so is the uh, legislation. So there is not supposed to be any further discrimination about same-sex couples. But same-sex couples living together have exactly the same problems and issues as um, a heterosexual couple living together. If you don't have documents, if you don't have planning, um, you could be in a lot of trouble. Um, when somebody has to have medical care um, and they go to a hospital, let's say, unexpectedly, does the other person in that couple have the right to know what their medical treatment is or to have a voice in it, Tenny? No, unfortunately they don't. And um, it, it just creates a lot of um, uh, discomfort, uh, difficulty, all kinds of things if you have not planned ahead with these documents. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of good quotations and information about marriage, so 
One of my favorites is Rodney Dangerfield. I, I love his lines and quotations. My wife and I were happy for 20 years. Then we met. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, then we got married. No, then we met. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you think that living together and not getting married is tough, it's even worse sometimes living together um, and without the benefit of marriage. But the issues are much the same in terms of protection, aren't they, Tenny? Yes, and, and certainly most people go through life not thinking about what might happen and planning for the future. Um, you can't blame them. Everybody is very, very busy and preoccupied. But, gosh, at some point in time you need to take 15 minutes and talk to each other about what would happen if, and then take some action and get out and get documents in place. We can't say it often enough. Yeah, and sometimes I like to put it this way. So you're listening to the show today, and if we were meeting together a year from now, what has to have happened in your life to make you feel that you've made some progress in this direction? Did you take the time to do documents? Did you take the time to protect the person that you care about that you're living with? Well, that's a good thing to think about because uh, we are in the seventh year of doing this program, I believe. Right. And almost every year you ask that question, mm -hmm. and it's good for people to think about, gee, what do I need to do? It's been another year. So give Tenny a call at uh, Lance Law at 508-998-8800, or you can visit lancelawinc.com and um, make an appointment to see her. Again, um, They've got a number of free reports they're happy to provide for you about how to do estate planning or planning it right the second time around, things that will be useful, but they cannot give legal advice over the telephone. That has to be done face-to-face -face and in person. And unfortunately, we have to emphasize that because we have received uh, a number of calls that put us in a very difficult situation. We want to be able to help, but we can't do it over the phone. And most of your consultations are free. You don't charge for initial consultation unless it's somebody who's there specifically for what, Medicaid or something like that? Yes, Medicaid consultations do have a fee related to them. Mm. You know, one of the smartest people in the world uh, was Albert Einstein. In fact, his name came up in the news just recently with the actual uh, photography of uh, a black hole way out in space. And Albert Einstein once said, Women marry men hoping they will change. Men marry women hoping they will not. So each is inevitably disappointed. <laughs> that one requires a little thinking, doesn't it? He's, he's, he was a very bright man, but he was also uh, often he was, depressed. Yeah, and he was in, also messed up in his marriage. Yeah, and in difficult <laughs> situations. But he did predict the black hole. Yes, he did. He figured it out mathematically, and, and now it's just been reaffirmed uh, as recently as this week, uh, finally. Well, um, so much for black holes, and I guess some people might say that <laughs> marriage is like a black hole. I know where this is going. No, I hadn't thought about this ahead of time. <laughs> but I like Groucho Marx, too. He also said, I was married by a judge. I should have asked for a jury. <laughs> well... Marriage is an unnatural state, but it's also a very positive state. We'll try to find a few good things to say about marriage today. Why is it an unnatural state? 
Well, do we really have to talk about that? <laughs> well, I would say it's an unnatural state when you think about it because um, look at the animals outside. They, man was meant to reproduce. And so men looks for many mates. Man, man in general, not, I better stop. Yes, please. I'll stop rolling my head. But um, it's, it's in our g- genetic makeup. We're meant to try to preserve the species. I'm not going anywhere near that. But I was using man <laughs> in the general sense of both men and women. I didn't mean just men. I I'm guess I should still stop. not going anywhere near that. All right, so let's talk about old people. <laughs> Does that refer to what you're becoming? No. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Now this is not this is not meant to be a, a, a tit for tat dialogue here. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Let's talk about older issues for people who are living together, and one has to go to a nursing home. The spouse who stays at home doesn't have any rights. They can't protect assets if they haven't done planning. Maybe they took title to a house in both names, but they didn't do anything else beyond that. Oh, it's very difficult. Uh, We love to help people protect their assets from the state, from the nursing home, but without anything uh, in place legally, often that's not possible. You really need property powers of attorney. I can't emphasize that enough. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about reasons for living together, and people all have different reasons for living together. So here's some questions to ask before you're going to move in with your partner. doesn't matter whether you're young or middle-aged or older age. Why are you moving in together right now? And, you know, as I'm asking some of these questions, I'm wondering if it's going to stir up controversy with some people. But before you answer that question, I think we're going to take a short break because we're going to come back and ask these questions why are you deciding to move in and live with somebody else? And maybe you should make some decisions about what to do first. So uh, we'll come back in a minute. We'll talk about famous people like Phyllis Diller, who said, marry a man your own age. As your beauty fades, so will his eyesight. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. And a good Sunday morning to you. And MoneyWise is brought to you by USA Wealth Group. Give us a call anytime at 508-998-8858. We specialize in showing people how to protect their family and how to protect their assets, how to make more money without risking money, how to plan for retirement. Do you have enough retirement income? What things could you do to have more retirement income? And just as importantly, uh, attorney Tenny Lance, who's with us this morning. Good morning again, Tenny. Good morning. She does a lot of work in showing people how they have the proper estate planning legal documents in place. And what are some of the things you can do to protect assets from a nursing home, whether you're married or whether you're a couple living together? So there's many, many things that you need to think about. And um, I have to start out this segment of our show, Tenny, and just talk about one of my favorite people of all time, Zaza Gabor. Do, oh, really? Do you remember that name? I do. Well, I, I sort of liked her. But she said, a man in love is not complete until he is married. Then he is finished. <laughs> That's strange coming from a lady's perspective. It is. <laughs> well, we're talking this morning about uh, living together and planning for cohabitation, 
how to plan when you're in love and you're not planning to get married right away. So some questions we started to ask at the first half hour is, um, why are we moving in together right now? Uh, what are your plans for marriage? What are your thoughts about marriage? Uh, have you discussed it at all? Um, have you thought at all about having children and not having children? Who's going to pay for what? Have you thought about how are you going to split up the expenses or divide the expenses? Um, my favorite topic on this list is how will chores and cleaning be divided? Do you just sort of fall into a pattern of what you're doing? Or what are you going to do if you break up, if you decide that you don't want to live together any longer? What do you do with your pet if you break up? That's often a problem. Yeah, well, I've, I've mentioned that before. Actually, I had a, a couple that lived together. They were married. They had parrots, and I've told this story before, but it's kind of an interesting story. In their divorce settlement agreement, they decided how to handle the parrots. They actually split up the parrots. One person took two and one person took one, and they had to agree that if any one of them, if either one of them should die, the parrots would go back and be reunited again. It was a parrot reunion, <laughs> I guess. So... Um, what kind of rights do we have? Uh, cohabitation is much more popular now in the U.S. than it used to be. In uh, just the last century, cohabitation has increased in this country by 1,500%. At least 7.5 million unmarried people currently live together, uh, at least those that are reporting it. Not something we're talking about today, but something that's become quite amazing is the number of kids who are going back to live with their parents. Off topic, I know, but mm. amazing. No, that's true. Uh, well, costs are, are more expensive today, and so some people do that for cost. It's convenient, but it's estimated also that of the people who get married, uh, more than half of all marriages today have been preceded by cohabitation. That was people live together before they get to get married, and that's more common. Yes. It's yes. also more common today for people to live together, have children, and then get married. We've seen many, many examples of that. But you have to have some basic financial rules, and there's nothing wrong with sitting down and saying, let's have a, let's have a little set of rules of how we want to handle this, and let's agree that every six months we'll revisit it, see if it still makes sense, or do we need to make some changes. I think you're expecting people to be very logical about how they live and how they handle things, and in most cases people aren't that way, unfortunately. I've got a, a document in front of me that, that um, makes me laugh. Ten reasons why marriage is so much better the second time around. Yeah, you know you damn have, well that you can't change your spouse. <laughs> well, you've learned some lessons, hopefully, from the first marriage, right? Right. And um, um, I've had people say, well, I like my second spouse better than I did my first spouse because maybe you have more in common with spouse number two. And now you're looking at um, sort of a big picture together and you're saying, gee, we made some mistakes the first time around, so what can we do that we don't have mistakes the second time around? Right, and um, you've, you've probably, hopefully learned to be more honest with each other. And, and maybe uh, you learn to compromise better and maybe oh. you value your time together and think about it um, as you get older. You know, wrinkles and gray hair don't bother you as much, I suppose. Does it? Does it still bother you? Are my wrinkles and gray hair are yours. Well, let's skip to the next one. Um, 
Well, uh, some of these we can't discuss on the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not suitable topics for discussing on the air. But ask questions, get some documents, get prepared, certainly. And Tenny has a great publication if you're going to live together with an, another person for the first time. So financial documents and legal documents are absolutely critical. And if you don't do the basics, um, expect the unexpected because it's absolutely going to happen. You know, what about funeral and burial expenses? I bet people living together don't think about that very often, do they? No, not even just people not living together. Most people don't really plan that ahead, unfortunately. And then there's a scramble if anything horrible happens. Yeah, and you might even need to think about birth control. Um, Joan Rivers once said, my best birth control now is just to leave the lights on. <laughs> got to think about that one for a little bit. But uh, death is a serious issue, uh, seriously, because if you don't have uh, legal documents in place and the person that you're living with passes away, you don't necessarily have any legal rights to handle funeral and burial arrangements. That person has next of kin. They have legal rights to their body and funeral arrangements, don't they? Yes, and you may not have any legal rights to any money to get that person buried in any case. Yep. And what if it's a same-sex couple? And I suspect in many ways that can be worse because maybe the parents of the person who passes away didn't approve of the relationship. And they immediately step in and say, we're going to take care of burying our son. You know, we yeah. have the, they have the legal right to it, don't they? Not the same-sex partner that that person was living in. Yes, certainly everything we're talking about is back to the same two words that we say over and over and over again, plan ahead. Right. Well, um, so do you have any situations where you've seen that somebody has passed away, Tenny, that you can think of where uh, people didn't plan ahead or did plan ahead? I know I've seen situations where people didn't plan ahead, and then somebody comes in afterwards and says, what can I do? You can't collect, so well, if you're married, you can collect Social Security, but if you're not married, you don't have any rights to Social Security for the other person. Yes, that's true. And that's a big one. Yep. Um, so um, all these things are very critical. Uh, make an appointment to see Attorney Tenny Lance and talk about some of these as concerns because I think that's critically important. We have a situation where uh, a, a fellow... Um, was older and not well and then died and had made no plans with his caregivers, with his companions, with his family to take care of anything. And so his uh, relative had to pay for the funeral, still trying to get that person reimbursed because it's difficult to get access to this person's funds. And uh, it's, it's, uh, nobody knows what to do with his ashes. Uh, it's really a sad situation. So that, that goes to the area of um, uh, making funeral and burial arrangements, which is just as important as it is to have health care documents in place. But um, I guess there can be a downside of cohabiting before marriage, and I guess this is a little bit old-fashioned in a way to talk about this. It used to be scandalous if you had a couple living together and they weren't married, and society has changed that thinking for many generations now, hasn't it, Tenny? Well, yes. Um, but there are still some stigmas related to that. Um, there's an interesting list that I saw about 
things that you should do if you are living together but are not married, like own your own car and don't share bank accounts. Okay. Also, uh, keep your credit cards to yourself. Now, this implies that you're just living together without a future commitment. Um, if there is a commitment to get married or whatever, maybe you, you might ease up on some of these things. But, boy, um, it becomes very difficult if two people are on a credit card. One pe- person uh, increases the, the debt on that credit card significantly, and the other person becomes responsible for it. So that's in the area, too, of things that you should look at before thinking about living together. Do you know what the other person's financial habits are? Right. Do you know what their income is? Do you know what their debt is? Do you know whether they spend a lot of money, they save money, are they frugal, are they not frugal? And um, that could be a reason to perhaps not live together unless you ask some of those questions and know some of those answers. Right. Well, uh, Henny Youngman once said, we always hold hands. If I let go, she shops. <laughs> um, I won't make any personal remarks about that one. I won't either. There's also a guy named James McGovern, uh, <laughs> McGavaron, rather, who said, there's a way of transferring funds that's even faster than electronic banking. It's called marriage. <laughs> I had a couple in the office the other day. And they were absolutely perfect for each other because the man would not spend a dime on anything if he could help it. He saved and saved and saved. And the woman was exactly the opposite. She felt that the only purpose of money was to spend it and enjoy it. And they really complimented each other. And they had managed to put aside a goodly amount of money. Um, it's, it's very interesting how different people can be. Yeah, and often one person in a relationship is sort of like controlling when it comes to uh, spending money, investing money, and so forth. And often we find, I find, and maybe you do as well, that the other person in the relationship knows nothing about it and doesn't know how to even use a checkbook sometimes. Oh, my mom and dad, yes, a very, very sad situation. My mom could never figure out how to write a check or uh, get her check account balanced. Mm. Can I give you some words of wisdom from children? This is kind of cute. (laughs) This was in the middle of my quotations about marriage, but I I liked it so much that I have to share it. Words of wisdom from children. When is it okay to kiss someone? So Pam, age seven, said, when they're rich. (laughs) And when is it okay to kiss someone? Kurt, age seven, said, the law says you have to be 18, so I wouldn't want to mess with that. Smart boy. And then Howard, aged eight, said, the rule goes like this. If you kiss someone, then you should marry them and have kids with them. It's the right thing to do. (laughs) Kids are really amazing, aren't they? Remember the Art Linkletter show? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was such a great show. Kids say the darndest things, I think it was called. (laughs) Yep. A lot of people never saw that because they're too young to understand it, but it was really funny. Yep. And I can even remember some of them. My mommy said that it was okay to have my uncle come and stay with us at night, and he stays with her in the bedroom, but he's not really my uncle. (laughs) I remember that one in particular. And the audience would go absolutely nuts. It was really funny. They should bring that show back. Right. How about, when is it okay to live with somebody, Jenny? Well, 
You know, a lot of people think that living together with somebody before marriage is a good way to find out somebody and a good way to avoid divorce. But interestingly, the statistics show that um, experience says just the opposite. People who cohabit before marriage, and especially before there's an engagement or a clear commitment, tend to be less satisfied with their marriage and more likely to divorce than couples who do not. So that surprises me a little bit, but I mean, today half of all marriages end up in divorce anyway, so... Let's talk about something else that people ought to do if they are cohabitating and not married. What about your beneficiaries on all of your financial documents like life insurance or IRAs? Yeah, retirement accounts. Yep. Um, If you do not put the person you're living with on those accounts, they will just never receive the funds. You like to tell the story of the man in New Jersey. Mm Mm-hmm. He had an IRA account uh, before he was married. He named his sister as his beneficiary. He got married. He never changed the beneficiary to his wife. He, all those years, it stayed with the same company, and it was worth about a million and a half dollars when he died. And his widow, his wife, basically filed a lawsuit and said, we were married. He really intended me to have the money. And it went all the way to the New Jersey Supreme Court, and they said, sorry. On the beneficiary form, it lists his sister. That's who's entitled to the money. And she didn't want to give it up. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why when people come in to meet with us to review their documents, we always go over the question of who's on your beneficiary schedules. When did you update them last? Tina, you read the book, uh, The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, right? Yes. And the author was uh, Stieg Larson. I love the movie, too. He wrote three books. They were great books to read. Highly recommended, The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. It was a good movie. And he had a live-in relationship for 32 years with a lady named Eva Gabrielson. They were Swedish. They lived together for 32 years. He died in 2004. He had no will. None of the profits from this book, his book series, which, by the way, were only published after he died, None of the profits for these books went to the woman that he lived with and shared a home with for 32 years. So that case alone is an important reminder that unmarried couples, regardless of sexual orientation or how long you've lived together, are classified as unrelated individuals in the eyes of the law. We don't recognize common law marriage in Massachusetts, do we? I don't think so. No. So if you're living together, it's not like adverse possession where you can claim... You can claim property after 20 years if you've kept control of it. But if you live together with 20 years, you're not married. Well, I meet with people about nursing home protection and and nursing home situations. And I've uh, had occasion to suggest to some people that they get married so that they can uh, have some protections of a community spouse. And I've had occasion to suggest to somebody that he get divorced because uh, his side of the of the family had all the resources and it was the wife who was in the nursing home and was going to drain all that. Well, sometimes people get married together for financial reasons too. Um, gosh, uh, Anna Nicole Smith. Right. She was about 30 years old and she married a guy who was about 90 years old and you know, it was a marriage of convenience, I guess, and it was a marriage for money, and the family members later challenged it, but she still got a very handsome settlement. But if she had just lived with him 
um, she wouldn't have had any rights and wouldn't have gotten anything. But that can also happen with um, some other kind of documents not being married. I remember this uh, much older, probably well into his 80s gentleman who came into the office with a very young, sweet-looking lady, and he wanted to make her his agent under his durable power of attorney. And I said to him what I say to all people who are uh, considering these documents, you want to really trust the person you name because that person could clean you out. Well, this lady got really mad at me because she may have had those thoughts in mind, and she walked out of the room, and uh, he named her anyway. <laughs> but that's an interesting tip for uh, children, and maybe one of their parents has died, and they're looking at their surviving parent, usually a man, uh, who suddenly has interest in a much younger woman. Um, you need to be asking some questions and making sure they know what they're doing, don't you? Absolutely. It can really get very messy. So we're talking a lot about financial things and so forth. So I'm going to give you a different kind of a quotation that we haven't done for a while. Uh, this is actually um, uh, from the Bible. It's 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And I would add to that, but put some things in writing. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, Corinthians kind of lost the, the ending there. Well, That's often quoted, certainly, in, in marriage ceremonies and so forth. <clears throat> so people who live together have wonderful, blissful thoughts of the future, and uh, maybe their eyes are blinded by the fact that they care about the person that they're going to be living with or cohabiting with. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a loving relationship. It could be just two seniors living together sharing expenses, couldn't it? Yes. I, I know a lot of people who do that, and they're very happy just sharing life. Life is hard. But wouldn't you say, Tenny, that even in that situation, if they're going to be sharing expenses and living together, they ought to define the rules and maybe even have some basic legal documents to help each other? Yes, they should, for sure. Uh, most people who are in that situation want to have their children be their agents and their uh, personal reps and trustees and all that sort of thing because they haven't made a permanent commitment to this person. It's just uh, a relationship of convenience. And you need to think a lot in general about who's your beneficiary. Maybe you want to split your beneficiary on an IRA account between the person you're living with and children or something of that nature. How are you going to provide for the person if you pass away before they do? Um, how are you going to provide for medical emergencies? And they do happen. So give a call to attorney Tenny Lance at Lance Law, Inc. You can visit her website at lancelawinc.com. You can call her office at 508-998-8800. There are many, many publications and documents that they're happy to provide for free with no obligation, including this Planning It Right the Second Time Around document that we've mentioned. Um, as a reminder, Tenny, you do not give any legal advice over the phone. You don't know who you're talking to, basically. You can't. 
right? We cannot. That's correct. So if you're looking for that kind of information, you do need to make an appointment and come in and talk about it. But I also want to say that uh, if people are concerned that maybe they would be embarrassed talking to us about a situation, we can say we have seen it all. Mm-hmm. We often talk about the fact that we could write a book. But you haven't and you won't. I haven't and I will not. Because you have a confidential relationship. <laughs> well, the goal in marriage is not to think alike, but to think together. A gentleman named Robert Dodds once said that, and I think that was a good quotation. So we don't want to leave you with the impression that this is just all funny stuff or cute stuff and so forth. We use a lot of quotations. I'd like to say uh, thank you to Attorney Tenny Lance for coming on. Um, it's always good. You've always got a lot of personal knowledge and experience to share. And I'm going to close today with something a little bit different. This is actually an Apache blessing. This is done at a wedding ceremony. Now you will feel no rain, for each of you will be a shelter for the other. Now you will feel no cold, for each of you will be warmth for the other. Now there is no more loneliness. For each of you will be companion for the other. Now you are two persons, but there is only one life before you. Go now to your dwelling place to begin the days of your life together. May your days together be good and long upon the earth. Native Americans are very smart people. And they didn't have marriage. They lived together, but they thought about it, and you need to have some rules. So take some action, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you learned some things today that are helpful. We do appreciate your listening every week. And thank you again to Attorney Tenny Lance. And we'll be on the radio with you again next week.